everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon, Senior Research Analyst for the show. We're going to have some fun today. The purpose of the podcast <laughs> is to inform and entertain. And if you've been listening, defensive excellence has been a theme all year. And with no NCAA tournament this year, we decided to create our bracket of our own. We call it the SIS Tournament of Defensive Excellence. We'll be doing a 32-player tournament, the winner being crowned the best defensive player of the 21st century. We'll have 16 head-to-head matchups in round one, a Sweet 16, an Elite Eight, a Final Four, and a National Championship. The voting to determine the winner of each matchup will take place on Twitter. We'll be doing it this week at sportsinfo underscore SIS. This is our selection show, and we're pleased to be joined by two esteemed baseball experts, Tyler Kepner, national baseball writer for the New York Times, and former major leaguer Eduardo Perez of ESPN and MLB Network Radio. Our selections include 26 conference champs, the players with at least 100 runs saved were declared conference champs, 100 runs saved for their careers, and then six at-large selections. There's some controversy with those. I've already been alerted to that by Eduardo Perez. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Doing all right, how are you? We're good, uh, we're, we're good, we're safe, we're healthy. Eduardo, you, you all good? I'm, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, Mark. This is, uh, this is, this is very welcoming. All right, let, let's do this. We will start in the upper left part of the bracket. That's the Brooks Robinson region, all games taking place at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. It'll be the one-seed Adrian Beltre against the eight-seed Paul Goldschmidt. Beltre, the all-time leader in defensive runs saved. Goldschmidt gets a low seed for someone with three Fielding Bible Awards. The winner of that matchup will take on the winner of our 4-5. Yankees outfielder Brett Gardner against a second baseman Mark Ellis. Gardner gritted and gutted his way through the regular season. He's the most prominent Yankee in the tournament. Ellis, definitely better than you think. His defensive run save ranked tied for eighth all time. Elsewhere in this bracket, the Brooks Robinson Regional, the number three seed Mookie Betts taking on the number six seed is former division rival Evan Longoria, two AL East rivals matching up there. The winner of that matchup takes on the winner of the game between the number two seed Chase Utley, so smooth at second base for the Phillies and Dodgers, against current Brewer manager Craig Council. The thing to know here these two are tied for the most defensive runs saved in a season by a second baseman. All right, guys, first of all, let's start your thoughts on the one seed, essentially the overall one seed for the tournament, uh, Adrian Beltre. Well, I went, I went down to Texas a few years ago just to do a story strictly on his defense. And because I can see these things, but I can't see it with the expert's eye, like, like uh, the people you talk to. And they were talking about how, yes, he's amazing, but he does it in a way that you can't, imitate like you, he's one of the oddest guys Ron Washington says you know when the feet move and the hands work when the feet stop moving and the ball can play you I've never seen the ball play him most guys that would do it the way they the way he does they get eaten up but for some reason he can do it so much with his his arm strength and his hands um that, that he just he was a master at doing it in a in an unorthodox style unique to him so I'm a big Beltre guy I think he's a great number one seed um, the same, same here. I think he's a great number one seed. I was, I was actually a teammate of his in the Seattle Mariners in 2006. And just the work ethic, the easy, the way he works his feet, puts himself in position to make the plays and the accurate throws from different arm angles, I think plays really well. And there, when I was playing first base at times, it just made it a lot easier uh, as a third – from, from a first baseman to be able to receive balls like that from Adrian Beltre. And it seemed like he got better and better 
as the years went on. The longevity and the consistency is certainly a key part of his game. How about a matchup to watch, Eddie, in the first round here? I would say the, the Brett Gardner, Mark Ellis. I think you hit it right on the nose. I actually, on my paper, I had put Ellis first, and then I took him off, put Gardner, and then Ellis again uh, because <laughs> of the, the rankings and where he was with wins above replacement, his, uh, his fielding percentage, and let's face it, where he was as far as positioning and getting to balls, especially to his left side, I really liked it. Tyler, you got an immense intriguing matchup in round one there in the Brooks Regional? Well, I think Mookie Betts and Evan Longoria is a, is, is a pretty good matchup. I mean, Evan, Evan Longoria has slowed down a little, but at his best, he was uh, something special over there in Tampa. And Mookie, we're seeing at his best right now, um, you know, the way he, the way he uh, mastered a, a really difficult right field out there at Fenway. It's sort of funny how, like, uh, you know, Dwight Evans was an amazing fielder, also with a, with a, in that same quirky right field there. And, and Evans was the same way. Now he, he'll go to Dodger Stadium and try out there a little more conventional outfield but that's a, that's an interesting matchup right there i could see mookie bits getting out of that region uh, despite the fact that we agree that adrian beldre is one of the uh, all-time best let's move on to the lower left part of the bracket the roberto clemente regional all uh, games played at forbes field in pittsburgh our number one seed there is a cardinal yadier molina the catcher earns the honor he'll take on another catcher just snuck into the tournament the number eight seed pitch framer extraordinaire russell martin those two were both uh, in their primes at similar times Yadi and Martin battling head-to-head -head in the early part of the 2010s, continuing to do so now. The winner of that matchup takes on the winner of our 4-5. That should be a great one. Another former Cardinal, Scott Rowland, third baseman, current Hall of Fame candidate, against catcher Buster Posey. Selection committee putting all the catchers together in one region. A little controversy there. Our 3-6 matchup, two extraordinarily popular players. Ichiro Suzuki earns the number three seed. He'll take on Javi Baez of the Cubs. El Mago coming off a great year in 2020 at shortstop. He's a multi-time winner of our multi-position award. And then the number two uh, seed, Matt Chapman, takes on the number seven seed, Ian Kinsler. Chapman's only been in the major since 2017. Only three seasons, but here he is as two seed as an at-large selection for the best defense player of the 21st century. Ian Kinsler, very steady at second base. All right, your thoughts on the number one seed, uh, Eddie, I, I, I get the feeling you're, you're pretty high on Yachty. I'm pretty high on Yachty, but who is the selection committee? Because putting three catchers in that spot, it just seems like this is more of a Mark Simon uh, situation <laughs> here than anyone else. Uh, um, yes, I, I, Yachty, Yachty is the number one seed. makes a lot of sense, especially with what he has done in um, – since the year 2000 on, it's been remarkable the longevity that he's been able to have and the consistency, not only um, being able to throw out runners, but being able to limit runners from, um, from taking the bag. But in this one, first round, I got to look at the Ian Kinsler, Matt, uh, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman doesn't have a lot of time yet in the big leagues, but he has really put uh, his foot down since day one, since he got to the big leagues. And I think this is a good at-large bid putting him in. Number two seed there, uh, uh, moved him up. Uh, I, I can tell you that when I was trying to put this together, I was trying very hard to figure out exactly where he plays. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this region? This region is stacked, Mark. I mean, I, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking, um, you know, who I can eliminate from these, uh, from these eight guys. Just a, This, I think, is the most loaded region um, on, on the board here. I mean, Yadi Molina's got nine gold gloves. He gets a new tattoo every time he gets a gold glove. So he's going to run out of space pretty soon because he's got little gold gloves tattooed all over his arms. 
Um, he is like Brian McCann once told me he's like a shortstop behind the plate, as athletic as he is, the moves he makes. And that's even before we get to the intangibles of uh, the way he leads a staff and kind of the pitch whisperer that he's been there for those Cardinals um, over the years. So he is a very strong number one seed, but a lot of really, really strong guys. I think this is maybe a little bit of an overloaded region. <laughs> who's, the sl- who's the sleeper of it? They're all, they're all so good. I mean, I don't know how you can have a sleeper in this one. I guess Ian Kinsler maybe. I mean, Ian Kinsler's whole career is kind of like a sleeper career. Um, he's going to be one of those guys who's going to – you're going to look back and he's going to get better and better, you know, over the years uh, as the years go by. But uh, he may be a sleeper, but all these guys are tremendous. Eddie, you got a sleeper in this one? Um, I, I got to look at uh, Ichiro Suzuki. You can say whatever you want, but I like uh, Suzuki in this division. Oh, okay. All right. That'll, that'll be interesting, and we'll, we will reveal the picks uh, a little deeper as uh, we move along here. But let's go to the upper right portion of the bracket. It's the Ozzy Smith Regional, all games taking place on the turf at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. We start at shortstop, and the number one seed, Andrelton Simmons, arguably the best defensive player of, of uh, this tournament, our lone pitcher rep, the number eight seed, Mark Burley, the former White Sox, Edges out Dallas Keuchel, edges out Zach Greinke. He sneaks into the tournament as the number eight seed. The winner there takes on the winner of our four or five. It's Royals left fielder Alex Gordon, the four seed out of Kansas City. He draws Petey, Dustin Pedroia, the five seed out of Boston. Moving on in the Aussie Regional, the number three seed Lorenzo Kane, the first player to win two Fielding Bible Awards in a row in center field, taking on the number six seed, perhaps a sleeper here, in Placido Polanco. And the winner there gets the winner of our 2-7 matchup. This was set up purposely, a battle of teammates. Number two seed, Nolan Arenado, against the number seven seed, Clint Barmas, both well-known as Colorado Rockies. All right, Andrelton in the Ozzie Smith Regional, he's got to be the heavy favorite, right? I think yes. he's a favorite, but, I mean, Nolan Arenado is, is a magician over there with that, that strong arm, um, you know, the, the, the athleticism to come in, to go to the side. I mean, he, he, he does it all over there, so... That'll be a good matchup if it gets that far. And Alex Gordon um, is somewhat of the sleeper to me. I mean, the way he has uh, earned so many gold gloves, even at this late uh, stage in his career, um, to continue his excellence out there after starting off as a third baseman, really finding his his niche out there. So I I have a lot of admiration for him. I don't think he'll get out of the region, but he's a a guy you got to really admire. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. When you look at uh, Andrelton Simmons, I, I really believe he is the most dominant defensive player in that bracket, even with Nolan Arenado in there. Um, we, we look at the sexiness. We talk about Nolan Arenado and how many gold gloves he's been able to win and what he does to his left coming in on baseballs. But, you know, listening to Mike Sosha that managed him for quite some time, he said he is a game changer, and that's Andrelton Simmons at shortstop. That's why in this bracket, I believe he is the game changer in that bracket. He's the guy to beat. All right, we move to the last regional in our bracket, the lower right portion. It's the Willie Mays Regional. All games to be played at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. This is a good bracket for outfielders. Our number one seed, Jason Hayward, a Brave, a Cardinal, a Cub, a three-time Fielding Bible Award winner in right field. Great with the glove in the arm. He draws the O-Dog, the number eight seed, Orlando Hudson, who just got into the tournament under the 100-run save qualifier. He was pretty good in his day. The winner there takes on the winner of our 4-5 matchup. 
Andrew Jones against Adam Everett. Jones was an at-large selection. Defensive run save began in 2003. We felt that what Jones did 2000, 2001, 2002 added on to his 2003 and beyond performance merited his inclusion in this tournament. His best days, as I said, coming in the early part of the 21st century. Adam Everett, the subject of the great Bill James essay, Everett versus Jeter, showing just how valuable he was with the glove during his career. Very impressive at the shortstop position. Moving along, the number three seed in the Mays Regional, Albert Pujols, one of two first basemen in the tournament. The Cardinal and Angel draws a shortstop, former Pirate Jack Wilson, sixth seed out of Pittsburgh, another 100 defensive run saved qualifier. And lastly, the two seed, Kevin Kiermeyer out of Tampa Bay, the all-everything outfielder who recently thanked the stat community for their work on defensive metrics. We appreciated that. He gets the number two seed, and he gets a tough seven seed in the slick fielding shortstop. Brendan Ryan. Eddie, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the number one seed here, Jason Hayward. This was an interesting uh, bracket to seed. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hayward? Yeah, it was an interesting bracket, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. That 21st century one is, uh, is the, the dagger here, and, and the reason I say this is because all around, you most likely look at the best defensive player in that, in that bracket, and you're going to say it's Andrew Jones, hands down, but the 21st century one is the one that really kicks you in the butt a little bit. Surprised to see Albert Pujols there against Jack Wilson. But um, Kevin Kiermeyer is a guy that you have to look at, and um, especially down in that lower bracket with what he does defensively and the stories that he's told me, not only what he's done at the big league level, but also when he was in Little League, they played two outfielders, something that Mark, you would like. And uh, they played two outfielders because they believed that he could cover ground from left center field on all the way down the line. He even caught a foul ball playing center field. How about that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Legend has it coming from his mouth. I like that. Uh, I, yeah, I think it, Eduardo's right. I mean, if we could backdate it here and, and somehow have Andrew Jones be, you know, 96 to 2005 um, be his decade uh, or so, um, it'd be a little bit different. I mean, he, my, my issue with Andrew Jones is he just didn't do much in his 30s at all, but he was a wonder to watch in his 20s. Um, I guess, we, you know, we have to limit it here to the 21st century aspect of it. And, and yeah, I mean, Kiermaier, is, it's hard to argue. I love Kiermaier's story, too, being um, such a low draft pick. I forget the exact round. I think it was somewhere in the 30s. Um, but, uh, you know, he really had to, to scrap his way up there, get a chance with Tampa Bay. And, and, and he was a defensive guy from the start. Remember, his, his, I think his first career game was as a defensive replacement in game 163. Ninth inning in the ninth inning in Texas, when everything was on the line. So that's how much faith they had in him um, to put him out there for defense when you never stepped on a big league field before. Kevin Kiermeyer, by the way, a 31st round pick at a 2000, in 2010 from Parkland College, right on Tyler. All right, so I know you guys want to pick this apart a little bit, so I will give you a chance to issue your thoughts on the snubs before we get uh, a little further in the broadcast here. Eddie, what do you got? I know you got some. I, I, I love your picks, Mark. I, I really did. I loved everything about your picks. Oh, come Heroes on. In you know, at one point I even thought, uh, again, because you, you mix in the late 90s to this, and, and that's where you get a little bit of, of uh, controversy. But besides that, I think, I think the picks were pretty darn good. How about Tulo? How about Carl Crawford? How about Brandon Crawford? Brendan Crawford is one that I have to look at. I mean, even though his, his defense has gone down in the last few years, what he did in the, 
in the in 2009 through 2015 16 um deserves a little credit all right tyler you know i'm giving you a free shot here take take, take your shot at the give bracket him tyler. give him tyler yeah, you know, I, I look, first of all, at the, the names of the regions, and, and I, I somehow, I don't know how we, we miss having an Eduardo Perez region. <laughs> I mean, with the defensive skill that this man brought to, to his teams, a negative uh, 4.3 D war, I mean, that's negative 4.3 more than I had, uh, you know, and I never even played a big league game. So Ouch. I think I'm at a zero. And, and Eduardo's a negative – no. no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. I love All right, who, it. You, but who you got? Come on, you got someone here. You guys uh, can't Hunter. let me get off clean. Tory Hunter. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, my eyes, the eye test, tell me that Tory Hunter was awesome. Plus, he was a great guy and great quote and stuff, so we're all more uh, <laughs> partial to him. I'm surprised he wouldn't be on here. He's got a ton of gold gloves, and, and uh, you know, he, he was a, a wizard himself, so – um, I get that we look at a guy like a Vizquel from him being more from the 90s. Uh, I get that. Um, but Torrey Hunter, yeah, he had a little bit in the 90s, but he was mainly a 2000s guy. I, I thought he would rank a little bit higher. So Torrey Hunter's had, had some good years in the early part of defensive run save, the 2003-2004 time. Uh, there was a little bit of a fade after that, and he had a couple of seasons in particular that hurt him. He rated – uh, high negative uh, and those when you're looking for consistency in addition to defensive excellence comes down a little bit so Tori we're sorry my well how many first basemen did you want that, that was well, the that, yeah I barely got Goldschmidt in I consider to share a better defensively than Albert but <clears throat> again that may be Albert's late career angel fade is has colored what we think but, uh, man, Teixeira was really good over there at, at, at first base, especially for a big man like that. Absolutely. He was. Uh, Albert had a year, um, I actually wrote about it, where he had 30, I think it's 30 defensive runs saved. And most years, a first baseman gets like, uh, the best guy gets like 10 to 15. And David mm -hmm. Eckstein was saying that he played the widest off of first base that you could have ever imagined uh, at that time and was still able to get back to the base. But he was fielding balls that no one else, no other first baseman could get to. So he was racking up defensive plays and defensive runs saved as a result of that. With that, we take a break. When we come back, we'll get Eduardo and Tyler's picks on who wins our first tournament of defensive excellence. Check out our newest baseball book, The Fielding Bible, Volume 5, out March 1st. This book gives a comprehensive look at our new and improved defensive run save stat. It features essays on all 30 teams, research and studies on important topics, and stats and analysis you can't find anywhere else. That's Fielding Bible, Volume 5, available at actasports.com, that's A-C-T-A sports.com, or wherever you buy your books online. Back on our selection show to determine the best defensive player of the 21st century. You can go on Twitter to vote, and we will be uh, taking the votes all week. I have asked Eduardo Perez and Tyler Kettner, two national baseball experts, to break it down for us. I want to skip past the round of 16 and go to the Elite Eight. Eduardo, who are in your Elite Eight? In my Elite Eight, uh, Adrian Beltre, the number one seed, um, with Mookie Betts. Yep. Those two ended up as um, – in that bracket, then I had Yadier Molina and Ichiro Suzuki also in the Elite Eight. I had Angleton Simmons and Nolan Arenado in the Elite Eight also. Um, that one 
was from the Ozzy Smith bracket. And then I had Jason Hayward and KK, Kevin Kiermeyer in my Elite Eight also. Um, that would be in the Willie Mays bracket, if I'm not mistaken. So those were my, my Elite Eight guys. Tyler, what do you got? Uh, I had Adrian Beltray. Uh, I had Chase Utley. I just I, I I can't get over that play in Game Five against the Rays there, the uh, the Deke, uh, and then you know, getting the guy at, at Ewan Murray at the plate. Um, maybe just being from Philadelphia, but that that's a uh, signature <laughs> moment for for Chase Utley. He went with the eye test. The eye <laughs> test, right, yes. right, right. I you know I I, I again I, I feel like the region, um, the Yachty the Yachty region down there. Who was that name for again? Uh, that is the Clemente region. The Clemente region was just too stacked. I mean, all those guys, at least four of those guys, deserve to be in the uh, in the final eight. But we got to pick here, and I think I'm going. I am going Yadi and Ichiro. Um, Ichiro was just such a a marvel out there with the arm and and the way he played. Um, so my my lead eight would be Beltre, Utley, Yadi, Ichiro, uh, Andrelton Simmons, um, Nolan Arenado. You know what? I'm still going to go Andrew Jones. I, 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 I can't keep Andrew Jones out of the Elite Eight. Sorry to, uh, sorry to Jason Hayward and, uh, <laughs> and Kevin Kiermaier. Yep. I am with you. I have Beltran bets rolling each. Uh, so, okay. Every NCAA tournament has its upset. So I had to put a couple in there. I've got Roland over Yachty, Roland versus Ichiro, uh, and then Andrelton versus Arenado. That kind of feels like the Duke-Kentucky matchup, the the, the – yeah, <laughs> one that everyone can't wait to see. And I did take Andrew Jones and Kevin Kiermaier to get us to the uh, Elite Eight. All right, so that takes I us. I want to show you guys. I want to show you guys because people on audio don't see that. Yes. But I had the entire way. I had Jones all the way even <laughs> to the top until the 21st century mark here really got me. But I, I love it that you guys are nostalgic. I really yes. love that part. Really love it, and I even contacted Andrew about this. You asked him about his thoughts. So the, the problem that I think for me is that growing up, I saw Mets Braves 19 times a year, and I looked this up once. There was like a 10-year period. Andrew Jones never made an error against the Mets. He never made any sort of mistake against them. So it was like he was the picture of perfection for me, and that's what gets into the Elite Eight. Was that in Shea? Was that old Shea? That was, we were... Well, that was everywhere, yes. That was, that okay. was probably was... largely at Shea. A little nostalgia there, yes. All right, so yeah. final, final four. Um, Tyler, you start this, this one. Who do you got in your final four? Uh, I am going to go Adrian Beltre, Ichiro Suzuki, Andrelson Simmons, and Andrew Jones. That matches mine. Wow. Does it? Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess I'm right, huh? <laughs> the, wow. Yeah, Eddie, what do you got? There's only one MLB player on here, so he's probably right. Who is it? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 hey, listen, trust the numbers. I'm going to go with the number one seeds all around when it comes to Beltre, Molina, Anderson Simmons over Nolan Arenado, and then Jason Hayward barely, barely, barely beating Kevin Kiermaier. All right, so you have you have that as a really close – you have a, that as a really close match where, like, the uh, – the, the the veteran, uh, or I guess the, the veteran takes it out at the very end. Maybe he's down by like eight points at the very end and he winds up uh, overtaken. I just I just think both guys end up, end up getting multi-year deals um, because of the defense <laughs> more than anything. And, and the value that they put on them, the Chicago Cubs ending, winning a World Series with Jason Hayward out there with their defense on a very subpar offensive year that yep. year. Um, uh, 
is going to take the nod over KK. My love All right. KK. Who, who's, your, who's your championship game? My championship game is from the Clemente region, Yadier Molina. <laughs> and from the William Mays region, Jason Hayward over Andrelton Simmons. Wow. That one, that one right there is the upset. That's like a George Mason uh, kind of pick, except that Hayward is a number one seed. <laughs> right. But that's an upset because Andrelton Simmons, yes. in, in reality, wins above replacement. He is there. And as big as he is since the 2010 draft, it's, uh, he's, I think, in the top five, the fourth overall uh, in wins above replacement. And it's because of his defense. And uh, I think that's a major, major upset. Wow. Tyler? I'm going my final game is Simmons and Ichiro. Oh! As much as I love Beltre. Um, and I think I'm going Simmons. Simmons is my champ. Oh, okay. That's that. I have Simmons versus Beltre. I couldn't. I I couldn't put Ichiro over Beltre in good conscience. I felt that Beltre was was too good at third base. Uh, I know everyone's going to say oh, Ichiro would find a way to win, but I, I'm going uh, Beltre versus Simmons, uh, and I will take Andrelton Simmons as the champ. Now, all right. Well, now I got to ask you, Mark. Like, so you had. You had Yachty getting knocked out in the second round. I did, Roland. yes. And I thought that was maybe the most intriguing second-round matchup there because Roland is just so good. Yes. That arm. I mean, Eduardo, did you play with him in St. Louis? I did. I did. And, and uh, Scott would actually play with us uh, to the point where he would catch a ground ball. He'd throw it over to the bag, and he'd try to beat you with the throw to the bag. So you had to hustle to the bag. <laughs> when you turned around, the ball was pretty much right at your chest. Yeah, that right – I remember Tino yeah. Martinez saying that because I, I was doing something on A-Rod who had a cannon arm from third base, and he said that the only other player who had throws so true or truer yeah. was, was rolling in your chest every time. All the time. All yeah, the time. So that's a tough out, um, you know, to take Yachty over Roland, um, but, but you did it, Mark. Um, I did. I, I, well, Scott Roland is my Hall of Fame guy. Like, that's mm-hmm. uh, on the current ballot between the, the combination of, of – being a very good hitter, uh, having some very good postseason series, and then the defense as well. I, uh, you kind of, if you, Eddie will appreciate this, if you worked on baseball tonight in that 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006 period, there's a big Phillies fan who was running the show who also works on SportsCenter, and he would let you know every time Scott Rowland made a really good play, so you had to be uh, on top of on top of things with him, but yes, I did take rolling over. As I said, every NCAA tournament has its one seed that gets knocked out in the second round, and I felt like uh, Scott Rowland was the best uh, of the options there. What about my pick? Oh you know, no, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You can make your pick. From the Clemente <laughs> region. Yeah, of course. Yes. Sorry. So people can't see it, but Eddie held up a Clemente 21 from the Clemente Museum and a big, wow, very big picture of uh, Yadier Molina. That's uh, right. Bringing it at home. You got to represent. It's a little bit biased, but if you look at it, world champ, the guy controls the running game. Guys don't even run on him anymore. Um, You know, it was a knock a little bit with his blocking and and some of his receiving. That was, you know, due to a bad hand that he had the thumb. But the guy continues to produce behind the plate and continues to produce young, stellar pitching. He's the best defensive player right now um, uh, that we've seen so far, I believe. That's uh, the most impactful out of all those guys this century. 
Did you like see him it. in the minor leagues when you were with the Cardinals? I mean, he had the name recognition because of his brothers were already established. But do you remember him as a young, young guy? I do. I do. I remember him as a young guy. He was pudgy. He was uh, thick. Uh, this guy reinvented himself. Uh, one year, all of a sudden, he comes back. He loses all this weight gets himself in unbelievable conditioning. He had a great mentor, same mentor that Mike Trout has, and that's Albert Pujols. And when you're able to, to see that work ethic and put it into play, along with what his brothers and his dad instilled in him when he was young, to me, Yadier Molina is as elite as they come um, defensively, continues to win gold gloves at the advanced age of 36 in baseball. But uh, in, behind, in a prime position where guys don't play every day anymore, it's only a handful of guys that do it. Yadier Molina right now is one of those. That's our cue to wrap up. All right. Thanks to Eduardo Perez of ESPN and MLB Network, Tyler Kepner, national baseball writer for the New York Times. You can vote online. Uh, sports info underscore SIS on Twitter. Stuff will be up all week about this. We'll be promoting it very heavily. You can have different opinions from us. Hopefully you enjoyed our opinions. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Mark Simon. We'll see you down the road. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.